Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Hey everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. I feel energized and uh, excited about what God's doing. Had a great service today in our church. A lot of brand new visitors there in our church service. I, if you're just tuning in for the very first time, this is Pastor Bob Simons of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, if you're listening to Holy Ghost Radio, we're coming to you live tonight, this March 21st, 2021, and these shows are podcasted eventually later. But if you are listening on our AM station right here in Dickinson, we 
Certainly you are our target audience, and we're glad that you're listening. We have a lot of people texting me so far. 701-290-7862 is how you can text me. The winner of the early text award was a, a girl named Dakota Pearson from Minot, North Dakota. She texted me and said she'd be tuning in. We've got Phil and Lisa and Eli, Theo, and Gabriel. I know Gabriel was the one who wanted to listen tonight. Hello, Gabriel. We've got um, Lori in Southheart listening. We've got, um, let's see, who else here? Nathaniel listening. Now, Nathaniel's usually listening in Park River, North Dakota, but tonight he is listening in Dickinson, North Dakota, on the AM station, I imagine. We've got Brother Johnson listening in Apache Junction, Arizona. Uh, we've got Brother Jones listening in in Rogers, Minnesota, or someplace like that. Carl and Jeannie are listening tonight from, are they, where are they? Are they Michigan? Yep, listening to Michigan tonight. We've got um, Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman. We've got the Millers listening out in Gova, soon to be the Millers from Beach. He just bought a house there. So you can be part of the program by texting 701-290-7862. We've got a Mr. Willis listening in Newtown and a Mrs. Willis listening in Dickinson along with Henry and Harrison. And Cecilia must be sleeping. Anyway, it's good to have all of you texting, and I'll try to keep up with that during some of the breaks. I've got a, um, I'm going to be featuring some Lance Appleton music tonight, some old stuff that I kind of found. I mean, I've, I've had over the past had it, and some of it I've played before, but I've actually found some better recordings of it. And uh, got my guitar in the studio. I'll try, maybe I'll just sing a song, get it out of my system here. Somebody text me, sing us a song, Pastor, Pastor Bob. Sing us a song, Pastor Bob. Let's see. Nobody so far. Somebody's listening to Morgantown, Kentucky. I see that. Uh, well, nobody's going to say, sing me a song, Pastor. I only sing by request. So if you don't say, sing us a song, Pastor Bob, I really, I really can't sing. So anyway, well, so much for that. Nobody even, nobody even wants me to sing tonight. You know, the, <laughs> um, our service times in Dickinson are five, at 501 Elks Drive, Wednesday nights at 7.30, Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10, uh, Sunday worship at 11, and we have uh, our, a church in Beach, North Dakota, right now meeting at the Beach Community Center on Tuesday nights at 7.30, and then Thursday nights in Bowman, right on Main Street in Bowman at 7.30, and Sunday mornings at 10.30 in Bowman. And so we have some churches around here. We've got a church in Beulah. The uh, Truth Community Church. What is that on second up there? Oh, I got all kinds of, got a lot of people singing, singing a song. Okay, now we'll do it. <laughs> but I only sing by request, so so here we go. I'll, I'll go ahead. Now that you've requested me to sing, I'll do it. Has nothing to do with my broadcast. I just feel like singing the song. What keeps this tiny planet moving round the sun each day? Who makes the evening sky into a shrine? Well, you've known it from the start, cause it's written in your heart. This clock is running by divine design. What keeps the seasons changing as the winter yields to spring? Who made the plan to bring this rock to life? Well, you've known it from the start, cause it's written in your heart. 
This clock is running by divine design. Tell me you believe it's fate, not a master plan. Tell me I'm an accident with eyes and feet and hands. Well, I'll tell you one more time that I know this world is by divine design. Would evolution teach us to choose from right and wrong when right means that we'll have to sacrifice? Would evolution start a world that's filled with art? You know that it is by divine design. Tell me you believe it's fate, not a master plan. Tell me I'm an accident with eyes and feet and hands. Well, I'll tell you one more time that I know this world is by divine design. By divine design. It is. This world is by divine design. Tonight, I want to talk about falling in love with that designer. And I'd like to turn your attention to Deuteronomy 4.29 and Jeremiah 29.13. It says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Jeremiah 29.13, very similar. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. In the book of Luke chapter 10, We read a story about two sisters named Martha and Mary. And uh, we read that Jesus had come to their house and that uh, Martha sat and listened to Jesus' speaking, or Mary sat and listened to Jesus' speaking, but Martha was trying to get the meal together. She was cumbered about with much serving, it says in Luke 10.40. And finally she got so upset, she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work and she's just sitting there? Can't you tell her to come and help me? And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Tonight I want to talk about this good part that Jesus was talking about. I want to talk about this concept of let's not miss the point of what we're supposed to be doing. You know, this, uh, I'm a religious person. I'm not against religious people. Of course not. I'm a pastor. Uh, The word religion does not not have to be an evil word. Um, Religion can mean that you have good habits. You have habits of serving the Lord. You're religious about it. Like, you can be religious about going to the racetrack or going to be a sports fan. You could be religious about that. Being religious about God is certainly a good thing, and I'm not going to criticize it. There are many people that don't think it's ever occurred to uh, us Christians and pastors that, that there is a danger in just having re- religion and not a relationship with God. I want to address that tonight, but please don't insult me to, when you say that we don't understand that. We certainly do understand that. But anything, we can kind of lose the baby in the bathwater if we're not careful. Tonight, I want to just talk to us about how many times we come to God because we want 
what he can do for us. We're looking for what he can do for us. Uh, we, you know, what are our motives for serving God? Do we want his presence or do we want his presence? Like the one with a CE or the one with the TS? His presence means like he's here with us or do we want his presence, like his gifts? Uh, you know, like, like, um, do we want the power of God so that we can change the world or do we just want to know God? And of course, the power of God comes with that. Uh, do we, do we, uh, do we really want to be with God or do we just need something from Him? Th- these are the things we're going to address tonight. Uh, you know, because if you just need something from God, when the crisis is over, uh, how many times, and even today, even in our service today, there were people there that I perceive that maybe came to church because they needed something from God, and I'm okay with that. I really am. That's that's a good place to start because God can show himself powerful to you. It, it really is. But it, you can't stay there. You can't live there. You can't just be needy when it comes to God. Uh, there are many people that come to God because they have a drug problem or a drinking problem, and they want God to help them. I have found that very seldom will their help stay very long unless they move into this other area I'm talking about tonight. When I came to God, I was 20 years old. I had a drug problem, and I tried to quit several times, and I couldn't. I was very, very frustrated by this. But examining it and thinking back on it, you know, really, I didn't come to God because I wanted him to help me with my drug problem. That was a was something that happened. I mean, like, when I gave my life to God, my drug problem went away, but I came to God because I had a hunger to know God. I was empty, uh, like life had no meaning. I knew there had to be something more, something deeper. And so that began a journey for me that I'm still on, and that journey is to be close to Jesus, to know him. And so I think sometimes, you know, when you come to God, I had a, a young man living with me, you know, over the years. My wife and I have taken in many young people, and many people have lived with us. I don't even know how many. We'd have to sit and think about it. And uh, this young man lived with me for a while. He was a relative. He had a bad meth problem. Um, I, I was, um, I remember talking to him one time, and you know, he he really wanted God to help him with his meth problem, but he didn't really want to serve God. He didn't really want to surrender his life to God. He just knew that meth was bad, and he hoped that God would help him with it. You see, this is the way most people treat God. They kind of treat God like he's some kind of a prostitute or a servant boy, like they use God when they need him, and then when they're done with him, they just forget about him. And I know those are harsh words, but many times that's what, you know, there was years ago, I've never forgot it, a young man that used to work for me named Kurt told me at work one day, he said, yeah, I tried that prayer thing. It didn't work. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I saw this car, and I asked God to give it to me, and he never did. And he said, so I, I don't believe in prayer. It doesn't work. So, so somehow we've got something turned around. We think that God is our servant rather than us being his servant. I mean, if this is making sense to you, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You know, this... this um, what I'm talking about here today, the people that want to go to heaven, or let me just say this, the people that are going to heaven 
are the same people that want to be around Jesus down here. Like the people that want to be around Jesus forever are the same ones that want to be around Jesus down here. And so this idea, I don't really want to be around God, I just want God to help me, do you think God would ever feel used that way? Would you feel used if that was the way it was? Would you feel used if maybe, you know, people just wanted your help but didn't really want your friendship? Would that make you feel used? So it's to me it's very easy to tell, and it should be easy for us to tell, whether we're going to heaven or not, because the people that are going to heaven are the ones that want to be around God. They want to be with God now. And I'll, I'll explain that more in detail. You know, Jesus was asked what the first of all of the commandments was in Mark chapter 12 and verse 30. And his answer was, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. But let me just explain something to you. If loving the Lord seems like a commandment to you, maybe you just haven't entered into the place of, I want to know you, Jesus. Like, should it be a commandment that you should love your wife or that you should love your husband? Like, should that be a commandment to you? Because if it's a commandment that we need to love God, I think we're missing something. Like, like this is not the first commandment as much as it is the first thing we should understand. Loving, If loving God is a commandment to you, or an obligation to you, or a chore to you, then something's wrong. Let's not forget why we're doing what we do. Let's not forget that. I, I promised you I was going to play some old, old Lance Appleton stuff. This is from a CD, or an album, actually back in the day, called So Happy. I found this, the whole album... Um, and I found his first two albums, and I've had some of them on my playlist, but I'll play this song. This one is on my playlist, but I, I love this song. Hey, mister, I know you don't intend to cause me pain, but it hurts me every time. Just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about my father that way He's the one who saved me He filled me and forgave me Yes, he did When I was just on the street He's the one who loves me Listen mister He's the one who takes care of me When I need help My Jesus is a friend to me I used to be a wanderer I was an orphan, just like you, and I knew someone must have put 
put me here But I had no idea I was tired of doing all those things That homeless children do Jesus Christ adopted me When you curse his name You curse me too song don't talk about my father that way that's an old lance appleton song we've got people texting me tonight um the brother fuller's listening tonight good to have him listening let's see we've got um i was doing a little teasing back and forth with uh let's see where did i just lost it well i can't i can't do this live on the air here all right the uh we're talking about tonight this concept of let's not forget what we're doing Let's not be trying to serve God out of what we can get out of this, or even not even a selfish way. Like, you know, every day, every day I pray for a list of several hundred people. And I, I know I say this all the time. I'm not saying that to brag. I just, that's something I started to do. I'm a pastor. I try to pray for everybody that attends our church. I try to pray for my family. Every day I try to pray. I have lists of people that need healings, marriages that need fixing, just a lot of things. And, I, and I'm and i going to continue to do that, and I, I feel good about it, and I, and I see the results of it. I mean, big time, I see the results of it. Even today, there's a lady that I've been praying for for years that, that had cancer that told me she's doing good, and I hadn't seen her for a long time, and I was teasing her. I said, well, maybe I'll quit praying for you now, but I, I probably won't. And I said that because I believe it's important that we pray every day. I, I want to just encourage you to, to get a prayer list and pray for people, pray for the, the group that God has put you in the middle of. But this isn't all we need to do. You know, this isn't just about, you know, and here again, this, this, this is noble to pray for others, for their salvation, for their healing, for their marriages, those type of things. Certainly it's noble. It's not selfish. But 
what about praying to God, I want to know you more? What about seeking God so that we can really know him? How do we do this? Well, there's several ways that I can think of. Uh, Number one, I'll just say we can seek God through his word, through the Bible. If you've never read the letter that he wrote to you, the Bible, how interested are you really in knowing what he's like? You know, being God is a spirit, and being, you know, he's on a different level than we are, he's somewhat mysterious and somewhat hard to understand. But that's what the Bible's all about. That That's what it's all about. The The Scripture talks about, in Psalm 119, David, who loved the Word of God, said several things. Verse 40, he said, I have longed after thy precepts, quicken me in thy righteousness. Verse 47, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. David loved to read his Bible. Oh, verse 97, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 119, 103, how sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verse 127, therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Verse 162, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Job said in Job 23.12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know, like, do we just read our Bible so we can maybe tell other people we read our Bible? Do pastors just read their Bible so they can have a sermon? You know, here again, this this topic is is um, striking close to my heart also, because even though, you know, I'm a pastor, even though I've been serving the Lord now for 42 years, it is easy sometimes to forget what we're doing. Like, am I just reading the Bible so that I can come up with an idea for a good radio show? Are you pastors and you, you uh, spiritual leaders just studying your Bible just so that you can teach others the way, and you say, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. But what if we were reading God's Word because we personally wanted to know Him more? We're reading a book that He inspired men to write. You know, this wasn't just a book of some men's ideas. This these men were inspired by the Spirit of God over many, over 1,500 years, you know, in, in 66 books, many different authors, but they don't disagree about anything. And this book was written for our admonition so that we could know God better. You see, do you understand what I'm saying tonight? Like, why are we doing what we do? You know, why are we seeking the presence of God through his word. His Bible talks to us. Have you ever got a a letter or a text or an email from someone you love and you couldn't wait to open it? That's the way we should treat our Bible. That's the way we should. 
you know, and and I and here again, this this topic tonight, I, I'm telling you, this is this is really um, elementary in the Bible, but it, I, I just have to keep thinking about it myself and bringing it back up because this is more than just learning about God and seeking after God for His power in our life so we can help others. And there again, that's noble. Like, in other words, we need to stay plugged into God so we can reach our world. That's absolutely true. You know, we need to get our batteries recharged at church so we can go out and reach our world. Absolutely. But are we missing something when we think just that way? Shouldn't there be something inside of us that, I want to know you, God. I want to be with you, God. You know, it, it would be like uh, my wife and I were split up for about 10 days. Just She just got home last night. I, I was preaching in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and before I got home, she left, and she was in Indiana with one of my granddaughters for eight days. And so we were apart from each other about 10 days. And I, I was really missing her. I really was. I, I was uh, texting her more. Uh, we, we were, you know, I, was, I think I might have even been bugging her a little bit. I'm not sure if I was or not. She probably thinks she should be gone another week because I was more, um, you know, I, I was more attentive to her. And and this is the way we need to be with God. We need to want to be with Him, want to know Him. Can I be with you, God? You know, that's that's how, and as I move into some of these other areas tonight, uh, like, like um, you know, we talk about His Word. We talk about, do we have a, a desire to pray? Do we have a desire to seek God, His presence in prayer? Now, here again, I just mentioned that I, I believe it's important that we pray for others. We pray for others' salvation. I believe God hears those prayers. He wants us to pray those. He's pleased with those prayers. But what about praying and saying, God, I want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. Do we just pray to get our requests? I do that. I do this a lot. Or do we pray to meet with him? You know, the, the person that wrote that old hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer, uh, the person that, that did that, I believe that's what they were talking about. This person that wrote that song, Sweet Hour of Prayer, was not talking about just putting an hour of prayer in as an obligation so that you could have some kind of power with God. But this person, if you read the verses to that song, I guess my grandmother really liked that song. My sister and I sang it at my Grandma Simons' funeral, I believe. But that song, if you read it closely, if you read the lyrics closely, it's talking about their desire was to be there in the garden. You know, in the garden, I come to the garden alone. I think that's the, that's the song I'm actually thinking of, in the garden. You know, that this, this person could be doing my radio show, whoever wrote that song. Because it wasn't about putting time in, in prayer. It wasn't about an obligation. It was about, like, I want to be here. I want to be here with God. I'm going to play a song. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. This is some old Lance Appleton stuff. I'm just playing them, so they may not go along with my topic or not. This is called God at Three-Quarter Time.
Bible. The scriptures quite plainly declare. Some people think God is three persons, but I can't find that anywhere. There's just one God, one God, one God is sufficient for me, for me. One God, one God, one God is sufficient for me. Oh, let us make man in our image. Uh oh. They say proves that God is a them. A what? But then we find out when God did it. Pronouns are he, his, and him. Jehovah said, "I am your savior." He made this whole world by himself. It was he that was laid in a manger. Jehovah, not somebody else. Well, we all know there's only one Satan. On this, folks can seem to agree. Pastor Bob Vitale, like this radio show, you're listening to some old Lance Appleton stuff. Just kind of playing that. I I found this stuff on the internet, and it's kind of a treasure to me, because I've got some recordings on albums somewhere, but I don't even know where they're at, and they're all skipped up and scratched up, so this was great. Talking about, I don't even know, you know, do you want to know him? I guess that's how I'll title this. Do you want to know him? Or do you want just some kind of religion? Do you want some kind of supernatural power? You want to have a you know flying, you know on a flying carpet or a magic wand and you know some kind of guru, kind of like Simon the Sorcerer in Book of Acts, Chapter Acts, Chapter Eight, wanted to lay hands on people so they could get the Holy Ghost. He wanted to offer money for that. Possibly it was a noble cause. Maybe maybe he had a heart for people. Maybe he wanted to help people. Um, but this um, Simon told or Peter told Simon, you can't. That's not going to work. You can't buy the gift of God through money. Well, I don't want to get sidetracked. So we need to foremost want to be with Jesus. And then all these other things will come to pass too. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. So we seek God through his word. We seek God through His, through prayer. We seek 
to know God through worship. You know, uh, Pentecostal churches uh, are known for worship. A good place to worship God is when you come together with at least two or three people. And I call that church. Some of you home churchers just have bad attitudes. You can't get along with people, so you won't go to church. That's my opinion, and I don't even know you, but that's just my opinion. But I have seen some of the neatest things. I've seen old people, really, really old people. Some people think I'm a really, really old people, but I've seen really old people come to church and still worship God. They still lift up their hands. They still sing. They still, uh, they still, uh, some of them even try to run the aisles. You know, you know, this COVID thing, and I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm going to talk plainly for just a minute here. We never did shut our church down because of COVID. We didn't do it because we believe that, that we should come together and worship God. We believe that. I know I was careful about saying that a year ago, but we still kept going to church. And we got a lot of people that hated us for it. Well, let me just tell you, folks, COVID's still out there, and all the churches are meeting now just about, so what happened? I'm, and I'm not saying we were better than them. I, I realize everybody was just trying to figure out what was going on. But the point I'm making is is that worship is one of the ways that we we get close to God. The Bible says that he dwells, God dwells in the the uh, in the praises of Zion or in the praises of his people. That's where God's presence is. And I realize you don't have to just be in church to worship, but I will tell you this, that all through the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, they did worship when they were together. So we seek the presence of God through worship. So do we worship God so he blesses us? Or do we worship God because we want to bless Him? That that was such a a neat thought that uh, that I had. Brother Fuller gave me a few years ago. Now, instead of God bless America, he said America bless God. I, I love that because we we ask God to bless America, and He can't bless America if we're not going to do what's right. But what about if we? came to church to bless God. Now, I pastor a Pentecostal church to some pretty wonderful people, and, uh, and, it's, and it's an exciting place, and there are good people there. there. There are people that love God, that love their pastor, their children that love me. You know, I got a little girl uh, named Ella that writes me a note just about every, she's, a, I don't know how old Ella is, 10 years old, she writes me a note, I love you, pastor. I love those notes. I really do. She gives me one just about every service. Not every service, but just about. We've got good people, but I also look out sometimes and I just see people with their arms folded and kind of their their looks like their minds on something else. They didn't come to church to bless God. I think they're thinking God's supposed to do something for them or God's supposed to touch them somehow. What about us touching God? Uh, you know, do we worship God because it brings Him near? Because that's what we should be doing. The presence of God comes through, in a church service, through worship. That's why some of these churches that are just as dead and quiet as as can be, they're missing out on a lot. 
You know, we've had people, there's a family in our church, they were there today, they've got a brand new baby. This family quit coming to our church several years ago because they didn't like some of the things we preach. They tried many churches in town and they came back. And the reason they came back, they said, we didn't feel the presence of God anywhere else as strong as we felt it here. That's good. I'm glad they do. The reason people come to Pentecostal church services is not necessarily because of our music, but our music is good. They don't come necessarily because of the preaching or the Bible teaching, and I think that's good. Uh, they don't necessarily come because of the friendly people. There are a lot of friendly people, and that's good. I, we should be. and Certainly, all those things have some attraction. But I believe the reason that Pentecostal churches are growing like crazy all over the world, when other churches are shutting down, closing up, is because people feel the presence of God when they come there. And feeling the presence of God has a lot to do with worship. I believe that we build a atmosphere that God is comfortable in. If you are living here in Dickinson and you invite my wife and I over to your house and you want to make me feel at home, here's what you do. Is you make some good, strong, fresh coffee. And you make something good to eat and you set it in front of me. And you give me this really good, strong, fresh coffee. And I will feel at home. Because that's what we do at my house. And what they're doing at God's house in heaven right now, these creatures, these angels, are are going around yelling, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. The heaven and earth is full of your glory. That's what they're doing in heaven right now. So when we want God to feel at home in our church, we should be doing the same thing. See, this, this, uh, I don't really try to push people into worshiping God or praising God because that doesn't seem to work. But I'm explaining to you today that do you come to church just to get something from God? Um, you know, we, we come together. We seek God by coming together. It, to me, it's amazing what people will miss church for. Like, the weather might be too bad to go to church, but you'll see them up at Walmart two hours later. Yeah, roads are kind of icy, Pastor. Couldn't make it to church. I know people that don't go to church, but they'll go grocery shopping. They don't go to church, but they'll go to their kids' soccer game. I've heard some of the dumbest excuses of why people didn't go to church. And here again, those excuses many times come to me as a pastor because they feel bad that they weren't there. If you feel bad that you weren't in church, you're missing the whole point of everything I'm talking about tonight. We shouldn't come to church because it's an obligation, or we think the pastor's going to be mad at us if we don't show up. We, we, uh, you know, all your dumb excuses for not going to church simply show that you don't really want to go. And if you don't really want to go with God and be with God's people, there's a deeper issue here. See, this is not about having a perfect church attendance. It's about this is what I like to do. Why? Well, Jesus said it like this in Matthew eighteen nineteen that if two or three 
of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Think about this. Jesus said when there are even as small a group as two or three gathered together in his name, he's going to come down and be there with them. Now, we believe God can be with us when we're all alone, don't you? But Jesus was saying here that there's, there is a different type of presence of God when at least two or three people come together with the purpose of inviting Jesus to be there. <clears throat> See, this is why I, I feel like I'm slowing down and talking like to elementary kids here. But this is why, uh, you know, this idea, yeah, oh yeah, my, you know, it was, it was too cold this morning. You know, my car didn't start. That's why I missed church. Well, when it's too cold and your car doesn't start, you still figure out how to get to work because you know you've got to go to work. See, this isn't about you know you've got to go to church. It's like I like to go. When I was before I was a Christian, you know, I I um went to all kinds of events. You know, I was very much into music, especially rock and roll music, uh, heavy metal music. Went to concerts if I could. And I promise you, I didn't show up late for the concert. I went early. I wanted a good seat so I could get my ears blown out, which which I really did. I went to a ZZ Top concert, concert when I was younger. I couldn't hear. When I walked out of it, I couldn't even hear. I mean, it's amazing I got my hearing back. I mean, I went to concerts. I, I, went, I wanted to be there. I wanted to get there early. I wanted to be there. I wanted to get a good seat. Why wouldn't I treat church the same way? Why would I want to sit in the cheap seats in the back when I could sit up near the front? You see, and here again, this is not trying to make you feel guilty about not coming to church. It's trying to show you that something's wrong because you don't want to be there. David said in Psalm 27, 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He also said in Psalm 84.10, he said, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. So, you know, um, tonight I'm telling us that it's... It's about our desire. It's about why we pray, why we give, why we come to church, why we worship the Lord, why we study his word, or maybe even why you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Dakota in Minot is still texting me. Anybody else listening out there? Here's another old Lance African song. Listen to the harmonica in this thing. There shall be light in the evening time The road to glory you will surely find The waterway is the light today Baptized in Jesus' name So young and old, repent of all your sin And the Ghost will enter in 
Yeah, that's good stuff. I could listen to that all day. Bob, tell it like it is radio show. If you can't appreciate that music, you need to get your ears tuned up or something. Good to have everybody listening tonight. Uh, we've got a fellow listening down in Yuma, Arizona, and his name is Joe, and his wife's name is Amy. Joe and Amy are listening. How did I know that? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Your friend Phil told me you're listening, so good to have Phil and Lisa. These are good friends of ours down in Yuma, Arizona. Kind of on hold on building the wall, I heard. We've got uh, some prayer requests here. Stacy from Minot said pray for her husband. He fell, and he's in the hospital. He got hurt. Lord, touch Stacy's husband today. Pray for his healing. Let's pray for our jail ministries here in Dickinson. We've got some, we've had some thriving jail ministries, a county jail and women's prison, a county jail Bible study. And with this COVID thing, they've shut us down. They won't let us go into the jail. We're not afraid to go in the jail, but they won't let us go in. Lord, I pray that you just help us, help this policy to be changed so that we can go in and minister to these people in the county jail, the women's prison. Just pray in Jesus' name. We've got, uh, our topic tonight, of course, do you want to know him uh, or do you just want a gift from God? Do you want to know him or do you just want him to get you out of your jam? Uh, do you really want to know him or do you just want to use him in some weird way? Because I really don't think God will be used. I don't think he really will. As I mentioned earlier, just going to mention it again. There's not This radio show is fine, but it's not to replace church. You need to get to with a group of believers, everybody that's listening to me. You know, you just need to get there. You know, I'm like David. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will, could dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. If I get so old that I can't move, I'm in a wheelchair, everybody, everybody listen to me. Somebody come and get me. I mean, if I can't talk. If I can't move, if I can't respond, uh, get me to church. That's where I'd rather be. Take me back, change my diaper afterwards, but get me to church. That's what I want to do. You know, and, and I want to invite you, I want to encourage you. This In this area, Tuesday night in Beach, we have a service at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. We're in the process of of remodeling a building there so we can have Tuesday and Sunday services there. We bought a building there. It's a brand-new church start. Wednesday night in Dickinson at 501 Elks Drive at 7.30. This Wednesday night, uh, Brother Ben Lee is going to be speaking. And uh, here's a fine young man, great family, has a love for people, and uh, you would definitely be blessed if you come and hear him minister. Thursday night in Bowman, uh Brother Seth Springer is the pastor there, 7.30, right on, uh, is it 18 Main Street there in Bowman, storefront church. Uh, they've got a setup real nice, really nice chairs and, and uh, good music. 
And then on Sunday mornings in Bowman, they have a service at 10.30 at the same place. Friday mornings in Dickinson at our church, 501 Elks Drive, 6 a.m. We have a men's Bible study. So, um, you know, if you want to get up and come before work, uh, come on. Maybe you're maybe you're drawing the stimulus checks. You don't have to work anymore. You go to bed early Thursday night and come come to come to our men's Bible study Friday morning at six a.m. We've got all kinds of room for you, so we'd love to have you there Sunday mornings in Dickinson. Ten o'clock is Sunday school. Eleven o'clock is our worship service. Now during that Sunday school time, we also have classes for the adults, and one of those classes I teach it, and it's a basic Bible class, twenty-one lessons. And we would love to have you come to that. Just kind of finishing up the program tonight, um, we're talking about the question, do you really want to know him? Paul, he was, um, in, in Philippians one twenty three. he said this. It's pretty neat. He said, I'm, I am in a strait between, betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Paul was saying, you know, he wasn't suicidal. But he was having trouble making up his mind what he wanted to do. Did he want to stay on this earth and be a blessing and a, and a, and a light to the world? Or did he really want to go home and be with Jesus? You see, this is, this is my thing. I want to be with him. You know, really, I don't really, I mean, I do, yeah, I do. But I don't really care if he answers my prayers as much as I know that he's there. And um, and I believe that's what God wants. And I and I, and see when I say that, I I'm like I say I can get just as sidetracked as the next person in in my religious activity, which I'm not going to criticize it. God wants us to be busy in the kingdom. But what if we are busy in the kingdom? You know, it it'd be kind of like working so hard building a house for your wife but never talking to her. Like working so hard to to make sure she has a really nice vehicle to drive, but never really taking time to spend any time with her. And so now, now you've done all these things, and she doesn't even know who you are. Is that possible we could do that with God? Certainly it is. Let me just play a portion of this song. And uh, it just said, I want to be... Be with you is the name of the song. I didn't write this, and I and I modified it a little bit. But let me just try it here. And when my body lies in the ruins, and my life has drained away from me, will you pick up the pieces that were pure and good, and breathe new life into them, and set them free? And when you start this world again from scratch, will you make me anew out of the stuff that lasts? Stuff that's purer than gold and clearer than glass could ever be. Can I be with you? Can I be with you? And when my body lies in the ruins and my life has drained away from me, Will you pick up the pieces that were pure and good and breathe new life into them and set them free? And when you blast this cosmos to kingdom come 
And when those jagged-edged mountains I love are gone, and when the sky is crossed with the tears of a thousand fallen suns as they crash into the sea, can I be with you? Can I be with you? And Lord Jesus, tonight, really, that is our desire. God, and it should be all of our desire. Lord, not to get something from you, to gain something from you, but that we could be with you, that we could know you more, that we can have a real relationship with you and that you could be real to us and that we could spend time with you. I pray tonight, Lord, that you'll help us all to just this reminder, the simple reminder what this is all about. And we just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord willing, I will be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. I've got a bunch of texts here to read. I'm going to play one more old Lance Appleton song. These have all been off the album called So Happy that you can't find anywhere anymore unless you really look for it on the Internet, which I did, and you're not going to find it. It's uh, it's on an old, uh, it's called Hymn Time, Hymn Time, and it's a whole bunch of old Pentecostal singers, Merle Ewing, um, um, the Mangans, I mean, just all kinds, of, really some neat stuff. God bless. Good night.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.